We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a reason that we're playing everybody's doing the fish when, you know, we were just talking hockey all-star game and we're going to do 15 minutes of heat. There's some breaking Marlins news or baseball news, and it's certainly worthy of starting an hour with it. So we start the 4 o'clock hour. I'm going to get to the stock market report here in a second. But first, Solana, would you like to break the news? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Jazz Chisholm is the 2023 MLB The Show cover athlete. It's pretty wild. Now, I'm going to tell you, I found out about this during this commercial break from my son, who is not a huge baseball fan, but does play the show. Um, he's not a huge baseball fan. But I will tell you, the only Marlins shirt he has ever bought, you know, on his own, where he could buy a shirt on his own, you know, before I was buying them for him, you know, and it was uh, whoever, Hanley Ramirez. Uh, he went out last year, the year before, and bought a Jazz Chisholm t-shirt. And then uh, he just DM'd me on Instagram because he loves playing MLB The Show. And it's pretty wild. Jazz, who barely uh, didn't play uh, almost at all last season. And the Marlins are not exactly a high-profile ball club. Um, for him to be the cover athlete for the game is pretty wild. It's cool. I got to tell my son because I told you before I actually told on air, I went to an Xavier Edwards baseball camp with my son, and he saw Jazz Chisholm and just was beyond himself. Yeah. He was kept pulling out, Daddy, 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 you know that is? And I was like, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious, yeah. And Jazz had on about $7 million worth of jewelry as well. Sure. But I tell you, he didn't play it much, but we, like we talked about during the break. A younger demographic, your son, my yep. son, they love jazz. So marketable athlete. Marketable. That's marketable athlete. Way. But you said, Solana, that uh, MLB Twitter is outraged? Yeah, I, and I was scrolling through Reddit as well, the MLB Reddit. People are kind of saying, Jazz Chisholm, while we get it, young, exciting player, what has he done? That's fair. No, no, that's, I mean, that's a fair criticism. I mean, it's not like he was an all-star last year. He didn't play. I was going to say, he's a hell of a talent. I think the timing's crazy, too, off of a season he didn't play baseball. Correct. Nothing. I think those Reddit – the purists would look at this crazy. Yes. We're seeing it for what it is. Correct. Bob Costas, not happy. Yeah. And the picture that they chose, you talk about $7 billion worth of jewelry. It's literally him Holding blinging the necklace. His, his jewelry. Oh no, he I don't know one seven million. He had on a half a million dollars worth of jewelry at a a seven to eleven year old baseball camp. Um so he he toned it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> all right, let me give you the stock kid. market report. That's sponsored by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call one eight hundred seven four seven free. That's one eight hundred seven four seven three seven three three. Down day on Wall Street today. Dow Jones down two hundred and sixty points. S and P five hundred down fifty two points. Nasdaq down two hundred and twenty seven points. What do we say, Crowder? We'll get them next week. We'll get them back tomorrow. We're not oh. waiting till next week. We're getting it back tomorrow. I thought it was Friday. All right. Uh, oh, I wish it was. We're having um, too much fun. Let's uh, let's get headlines here. Start out the four o'clock hour headlines with Alejandro Solana. 
They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Super Bowl is set. The Eagles, they crushed the Niners. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they hit a game-winning field goal to beat the Bengals. And uh, that's your Super Bowl. Yeah. Eagles, Chiefs, Eagles. You said two-point favorites. I saw two-and-a-half-point two favorites two Sundays from now. Um, probably should not have even been in field goal range, yeah. but uh, it is what it is, and uh, you deal with what you deal with. And this thing going on, I don't know if because I get got by Twitter all the time, but this one where everybody's like, feel sorry for Osai, the guy that pushed mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes late. Feel so- No, I don't feel sorry for him. He made a dumb play and gave him 15 yards. Like They're like, what if that was your son? I would have told his ass, don't push anybody out of bounds. You just cost your team the game. I don't I don't know. These sports stories you happen. Can, People deal with it. It's so well, crazy. Yeah, but you could feel bad for someone while still acknowledging they made a terrible play. But they're like, oh, don't. And then his teammate cussed him out, too, in the tunnel. And they're like, oh, that's unprofessional. Really? It just cost this guy his Super Bowl opportunity right. with a dumb, dumb play. I, just, I, don't, I don't get sports fans sometimes. If I was Darren Ravel... I would have tweeted out headline for the uh, for the newspaper. Oh, comma sigh, you know a picture of that play, right? That's clever. Oh, sigh. It's actually clever. Now we're not going to the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you know what? But I am not Darren Ravel, so I didn't tweet it out. Oh, can't get right mistake. That was pretty good. Oh, sigh. That's good, Solana. Woo! Late on that. And it's not really a not really a one that needs like a punch like that. No. It's more of a thinking man. Yeah. So, yeah. Clever. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. So what's the deal with Vic Fangio? Any update yet? I don't know. I think it's just a waiting game at this point, <laughs> and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Okay. We are desperate. Well, I mean, have our fingers crossed for a DC. I, I mean, listen, everybody <laughs> says, I mean, this guy is a game changer. I saw it was it Emmanuel Acho that that tweeted out about Vic Fangio. Did you see that tweet? Like no, this didn't. guy is the architect of was it the three four or the four three? Hold on, yeah, I'm gonna the current day three four. Let's see. I mean, he was just effusive in his praise. The question is, will he be the defensive coordinator? I gotta find it from. Uh, from Emmanuel Acho. But we don't we don't know officially. It seems to be official, but I don't know. He was with San Fran with Harbaugh, and then when they made that run, did we know about his time in Denver that um, Josh Appel always talks about? And then Philly this year, so Philly's defense is playing well. He knows defense. I just it's just sad that we're we're on a tightrope about a DC. Um yeah, but I mean it certainly seems like he's worth it. Yeah. They're going to be highest-paid coordinator. Highest-paid coordinator. Impressive. In the NFL. Let me hold some Vic. <laughs> I'm going to meet him. That's what I'm going to say. The Heat, they'll play the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow, 7 p.m. tip-off. We'll do 15 minutes of Heat with Clay Ferrero in the next segment. And uh, Omer Yurtsevin, by the way, he's cleared, according to Barry Jackson. And the hope is that he'll be able to join the team after the All-Star break. All right. The Panthers split their two games over the weekend. They lost to the Kings 4-3 to on Friday. You were there, Hawk? I was there. 
and they beat the Bruins 4-3 to in overtime on Saturday. You were not there. I was not there. It was a miraculous come-from-behind victory for the Cats. Um, give me a little uh, ice hockey music. You got anything around? Yeah, sure. Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Uh, For our cat talk today, we talked with Doug Plagans in the last hour. You can use the Odyssey app and go back. If you missed it, you can get a full 20 minutes of Panthers talk. But I will give you the website one more time. Very rare to get an all-star game in town. It's a big deal when you do. Uh, NHL All-Star Action here in South Florida. It's already begun, but you have Friday night, the skills competition. Saturday is the game. But all the activities, the entire schedule of All-Star activities is at floridapanthers.com slash All-Star. floridapanthers.com slash All-Star. Get involved. Enjoy it. Like Plagan said in the last hour, take a picture with the Stanley Cup while it's in town. And uh, a little, you know, peek behind the curtain, I've been told that perhaps... The commissioner, Gary Bettman, will join us Friday at FLA Live Arena. Also, oh, be on your best behavior. Why? Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Canes Hoops, they're back in action and back at home tomorrow they're ranked 23rd in the latest AP poll. They did lose over the weekend to Pitt by three, but they host Virginia Tech tomorrow. Another ACC game at the Watsco Center, 7 p.m. tip-off. Yeah, I said I'm thinking of going. The 16-5 and University of Miami men's basketball team, three straight road games are now back at home tomorrow. Vatek, 7 p.m., the Watsco Center, who uh, you might know uh, the Hokies are the reigning ACC champions. Uh, the Hurricanes need your support. We've talked with Coach L on this show a number of times. He loves it when the Watsko Center is packed, says it makes a huge difference. So uh, tickets are available for tomorrow night for as little as $20. You can visit MiamiHurricanes.com slash tickets and uh, get your seats right now. And Canes football, their spring game is scheduled for Friday, April 15th. It'll be at Drive Pink Stadium. All right. It's a Friday this uh, this year, not a Saturday. Okay. Okay, back there. <laughs> I dropped my phone. <laughs> what happened? Wouldn't more, wouldn't more people be able to come Saturday? Doesn't make sense. Kane's thing, I don't understand. <laughs> Moving my camera. Much I can't even a lot see of you anger. Now. It's going to be behind the mic. I didn't like where it was. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you leave it right there, I could see the bill of your hat the entire time. That's perfect. Hey, there we go. Okay. I see Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the coverage they're doing on this LeBron James incident the other night did you see what the official NBA oh referee? Oh my God! They are so apologetic. They can't like it, like this thing is wild to me. Listen, I get it because when I you know was an MJ fan and in Chicago, like 
he was a god to me. You know, like that guy could do no wrong. Um, this seems a little overboard with, you know, okay, they missed a hack. They did. They missed a foul. But, like, I've never seen a release from the referees worded the way that that one was worded. Like, they are they are so uh, sad. I'm half expecting Adam Silver to just announce the Lakers win the game because they ended up losing. <laughs> yes. Like, we've, we've heard – and we got it wrong, and the Lakers actually win. Yeah. When you're when the leader, the biggest name in your sport is LeBron James, and he's, you know, emotionally a bag of mashed potatoes, this is what you get. Here's what the, the officials tweeted out. Their official NBA refs on Twitter. Like everyone else, referees make mistakes. We made one at the end of last night's game, and that is gut-wrenching for us. This play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive to be the best referees we can be. Gut-wrenching. I would say the refs in that Chiefs game affected the game more than they did oh, in that Lakers. Oh, these refs, I mean, they ran a play mm-hmm. and then decided let's run another one because we want to make sure Patrick Mahomes gets a better chance. Yep. I've never seen that before. <laughs> and then on the replay of the play that didn't happen – then they call then a they pass call a penalty. You kind of feel like in that situation, if you're replaying a play and no one knows, and Zach Taylor's going crazy, eh, maybe don't call a penalty on the next play. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe like let's let's skate through. That that was annoying. Then two more pass interferences were called on guys doing nothing, doing nothing to the Chiefs. Like that was worse than what LeBron's over here crying about laying on the damn floor and screaming into his jersey like a two-year-old with a temper tantrum. I, boy. It annoyed me. It's a game in January, too. What are we doing? <laughs> the way that ESPN's covering this, you would think it was game six of the NBA Finals and they were eliminated because of that play. Well, it was I mean, he was uh, – LeBron was very demonstrative in <laughs> in his belief that he was fouled, so. Oh, 23 and 27, 24 and 26. You're still terrible. You're a terrible team. You're on a terrible team, LeBron. That's what's funny about this, too. Like, the Lakers now are coming out. I think it was Dennis Schroeder who was talking about how the refs have cost them three or four games. Oh, great. You'd be 500. Congrats. Ridiculous. With LeBron James oh, and Anthony Davis. LeBron rubs off on you. I've talked about it before. Dwayne Wade didn't complain as much as before LeBron. LeBron got here. Dwayne Wade started throwing his little arms up every other damn time he laid the ball in. He That little pudding, that mm. little pudding. Bro, Hawk, I remember I was tracking it. I was tracking it with a pen. Dwayne Wade hit, uh, like, mashed potato heart rubs off on people. Many of my memories of Dwayne Wade are him not getting back on defense because he's jawing at the official after a missed no call. And that was way before LeBron got here. That's Prime Wade, baby. That's Prime Wade. Prime Dwayne Wade. He used to take his shoes off between (laughs) series. Prime Dwayne Wade is not getting back on defense because you're mad at the official mm-hmm. and missing the first free throw of two. Right. Prime Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I love him. I love um, him. Just a couple other things. Per Adam Schefter, he tweeted this over the weekend, and because of everything else that happened, I feel like it didn't pick up that much steam, but league sources are convinced that the Packers would prefer to trade Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. They've got to move on. At some point, they might actually be able to get something for them at this point. They're not going to be saddled to that big contract, nor 
his whims, which seem to be, you know, uh, outlandish at times. It, it makes all the sense in the world. And he was balling. To your point, let him have a Tom Brady-type season. They and get, you get you, nothing for you him. You get a six-round pick. Yep. They can get. They can still get a one for sure, maybe a couple ones for Aaron Rodgers. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Right now in South Florida, partly cloudy. Tonight, the lows, they'll drop into the mid-70s. It sounded like you were about to laugh. That's the, only, uh, that's, that's the only reason I was looking at you, like you were laughing. That's your weather. Were you trying to hold in a laugh there or no? Were you, I, I didn't know. It sounded to me like you were trying to stifle a laugh. No, not a laugh, no. Well, what was it? Gas? Nasty little joker. Uh, Clay Ferrero is going to join us in the next segment. We'll do a little 15 minutes of heat with him. Coming up next on the Hawk and Crowder Show. The only reason anyone knows Ron Washington's name is because he did cocaine. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, let's do a little 15 minutes of heat presented by Broward Health. Broward Health, celebrating 85 years of service to our community, then, now, forever, Broward Health. Clay Ferrero, anchor and reporter at WPLG Local 10 here in Miami. He's also close friends with the uh, hot dog top dog. That was weird. That was wild. <laughs> I'll get to that because I do want to talk heat. Yeah. Uh, because Clay had some strong feelings about the heat certainly after yesterday's loss. Here are a couple of Clay's tweets. After 51 games, the Heat are who they are. They play close games against bad teams or good teams missing their best players because they're average. Positionless and small ball only work when you shoot threes well and play great perimeter D. They don't do either. And then Clay says later on on Twitter, sticking with this roster is the worst thing in sports settling for purgatory, either make a move to maximize Bam or Jimmy or make a move to build for the future. So what you're saying, Clay, is Jimmy and Bam are legit stars. Maybe Tyler Hero is too, um, but you're not going to be more than a five or six seed the way that you're currently constructed. Exactly. And and what's funny is it, it somehow it gets twisted into, oh, this is hopeless or whatever. No, like you have the ability to make this team better if other teams are willing to take on your contracts. And if not, then you have to look at this and say, is the fifth or sixth seed in a potential maybe a first-round victory or more likely a first-round exit, is that good enough? And I don't think anybody within the Miami Heat organization thinks that's good enough. And so what's the solution? And to me, you go one one, one of two ways. It's either – you find somebody who can can take on the contracts that you're looking to move, and that's what we don't we don't know. We don't know if if teams are willing to do that. If they are, then you improve the roster right now. If not, you look at it and say, how do we get better for the future so that we're not in this same position next year? 
Well, Clay, what happened? This is pretty much, like you're saying, they stayed status quo from last year. And like you're saying, they can't shoot the three as well. They can't play perimeter defense. Like, why did it? Why did things change so much when the roster didn't change that much? So, a few things. I think, you know, they, the whole thing you heard from them is internal improvement, right? Well, the thing that you don't take into account is every other team is relying on internal improvement as well. And, and it's not something that's unique to the Miami Heat. You look around the, the Eastern Conference – Cleveland added Donovan Mitchell. Boston added Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari got hurt. Maybe there's a chance he comes back at the end of the year. Um, Milwaukee was able to get healthy, getting Chris Middleton back. Brooklyn's able to get their whole team together. So, like, everybody else got better, and you stayed largely the same except for a couple of lineup moves, which, frankly, have backfired. And and it's not that this is something I've been talking about for a long time. I, I don't think that Max Struess is a better player than Tyler Hero, but I think it's pretty obvious that that starting lineup with Hero in place of him is not working as well as it did last year all around, talking about the full rotation because Struess is struggling off the bench, and maybe Kyle Lowry has regressed a bit as well. It's like all of these things. It's never just one thing, um, but it's, it's a matter of they weren't proactive to get better this offseason. I think we all figured that it was going to rear its ugly head at some point, and I think we're at that point where you got to look around and say, can this team get to where we want to go? And, and unless they make a move, I have a hard time seeing this team as any more than a, a first or second round playoff team. So I, I'm just, I, I just want to get it straight, though. Do you think it was okay to go into the season with the roster that they had because we thought they would improve, which is what you know we we assume the strategy was? Or and and do you think there are players who are underperforming right now? Max Struess is certainly one of them, but uh, guys who are underperforming that if they do get it straightened out, this roster can do things. They went to the the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> No, no, and that's that's what I said in the off season as well. I said I, I didn't think that you could go into this season with everybody being status quo. That's not it wasn't good enough. So this is not something new. It's just that through fifty games now, because go back I think a couple of weeks ago, and Eric Spolster made a comment that I understand that he felt like okay, we want a few weeks to see how this works now that we have everybody healthy. Look back at the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they've won some ball games, and yet it doesn't. There's nothing that I've seen with this team that makes me think that they can compete at the highest level in the playoffs with the teams that I mentioned earlier, with with a healthy Milwaukee, with Boston when they've got Jalen Brown and Al Horford and and all their guys back. I mean, that's what that's what we're going for, right? So no, this is not a new thing for me. It's just now that we're 50 games into the season. I think it's fair to say this is who they are. And you're at the deadline now. If you're going to make a move, if you're going to try to get better, this is the time to do it. Otherwise, I mean, we're going to be in the same place that, that we feared we'd be. And you're talking about the trade, like what – you don't have to call, like, this guy needs to come here and, all. I, you know, they have to work out the contract. But what type of guy do the Heat need to look for, Clay? So, I, I think you can look at some of these guys. And some of the ones that I'm looking at specifically are a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich. I, I just think – when you're when you're struggling to shoot the ball and you look around and you say, right, you got a sniper over there in, in Detroit, what's it going to take? Uh, a guy I really like is Naz Reed. I don't think uh, the big guy from Minnesota. It's not that you're looking at, hey, we have to add a star to this core. It's not that at all. I think a perfect type of trade or trades is what Pat Riley did back in 2020, where he brought in Jay Crowder 
and Andre Iguodala and Solomon Hill, and they each filled a specific role that that team needed badly in order to get to where they were in the finals. Like, you've got your core. You feel good about your core. I'm not talking about adding another core player unless something crazy opened up. I think that it's pretty obvious, though, that the role players on this team aren't fitting what they need. So, like I said, with the positionless type of thing, if you're going to be the third worst three-point shooting team in the NBA, positionless doesn't work. Bring in somebody like Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, those are the types of guys that you're looking at. It's not necessarily a start. It's how do we get better with the perceived assets that we have to get to where we want to go. Will Jimmy and or Bam be announced as all-star reserves Thursday night? Uh, Bam, yes. I think Bam's in. Uh, I don't. I don't think Jimmy is largely because of uh, he hasn't played enough games. And you know, I, Jimmy. I don't think Jimmy cares. I think Bam does. And and I think when you look at the regular season, I, I still think Jimmy is is one of the top. I don't know three or four players in the Eastern Conference. All things equal, I, I think when he puts it all together, when he's fully motivated, you combine offense, defense, uh, knowledge of the game. I think he's great. I also think that, that playoff Jimmy and extremely motivated Jimmy are a bit different than, than regular season Jimmy, missing a few games here and there, Jimmy. Um, Bam, on the other hand, I think has taken that leap, and, and he deserves it. And I also think coaches recognize what he brings. So I, I think he's going to be an all-star. And, Clay, talking about some of those guys in the East, the front court with Tatum, with Durant, with Embiid, with Giannis, and Bam, like we talked about it last week, he's not on that level. Can he get to that level of a Tatum, a Embiid, a Giannis, a Durant? He's a good player. Can he ever get there? Talking about Bam, I man, that's I will never put a ceiling on Bam just because he's a guy that works so hard. And uh, you know, but if you're asking me, can he become the the individual scorer that like? You can defend him perfectly, and Kevin Durant or Joel Embiid are just going to find a way to beat you. I don't know that, that that's in the cards, but I also don't know that, that you know you can find a whole lot of – he's a unicorn defensively, man. Like what he does, guarding guys on the perimeter, you switch him off onto a guard, guard's in trouble. Uh, he's able to hang enough with big guys to where – like, you're not extremely uncomfortable if he goes up against the, the really good centers. But then he, he's the most switchable guy in the NBA. So as far as, like, an offensive player, no. I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to think he'll get to that level. And yet, as an overall player, there are things that he brings that even those guys, as a defensive player in particular, that, that even those guys don't necessarily bring. Clay, did LeBron get fouled the other night? <laughs> Is that even a question? <laughs> is the overreaction the way, worthy of the foul? Is I shouldn't call it an overreaction. Well, I'm no. sullying the jury. Is the reaction <laughs> worthy of that no call? Did, I, did you see what Chandler Parsons said about it? I did. I did. Ch- Chandler Parsons. I don't know if you guys said Chandler Parsons said a mailman could run over my French bulldog in front of me, and I wouldn't have reacted like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of an overreaction, no? Yes. I mean, it was definitely a missed call, but a little bit of an overreaction, no? Can I tell you my my fix for NBA officiating, and it could be applied to NFL too? It's quick. All right, uh, give them a raise, but you make it. You give them a flat, like I don't know. You, you name the number. Let's just start with like five hundred thousand dollars. Give each one of them a raise, but every time they blow a call, a significant call you take away from from the bonus at the end of the year. And so, you know, you blow one call, there's five grand off of your, your, your in bonus. To me, guys, there's no, at this point, there is no, other than getting like a playoff assignment, 
what is what's the incentive for not being bad at your job? And I get it. They have a hard job. A lot of people have hard jobs. If we messed up our jobs in the most important situations, we wouldn't have our jobs anymore. So I, I just I feel like there are ways to fix this thing. And I think I, think I, I think might it's be time the, to put the might, NBA and the NFL look at it. I might be the exception to that rule. I'm not certain that I perform well <laughs> under pressure. I think I've messed up many, many times during crucial situations. But I actually think that that's a uh, I actually think that's kind of a brilliant idea. Here's here's what you're gonna get. Yeah. If you don't make any mistakes, but every yeah. time you make a, you know, a mistake, you lose an appreciable amount of money. They'd be living out of their trunk. Uh, well, they, I right. I wonder if there's somebody by the end of the season who worked for nothing. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that you're you're start like you don't get past a certain floor. Like you stay with the current, but it's an it's a a bonus system for not screwing up your job. Like, let's say you're making $200,000, whatever these NBA officials, like you're not going to go lower than that, but there is a bonus pool that uh, that you, you dip into every time you screw up and it doesn't get below that point. By the way, I, like I don't it. think it's, that, yeah. it, it, it's not – I think, Hawk, with you, like screwing up your job has become part of your charm and actually part of the job. It so, really like, is what's expected up, of me at this point. Right. <laughs> if right. I don't like, screw up, people, people are like, huh, what happened today? Why did I listen to this show today? It was this show was perfect. Why did I waste my time? I agree like, with everything you said. Like for instance, uh, when we bring guests on, it's very important to us that it sounds okay and that you know the the phone line is good. You seem to be going in and out of your car, running errands while you're doing this. Where have you, where 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 have you been off to uh, during this so interview? I am on massive. I am on massive daddy duty today, where I had to go get my youngest at gymnastics. I am currently at the school picking up my oldest, who was cheerleading for the basketball team, and then in an hour, I have to leave to coach my oldest and middle in their on their basketball team. So uh, that is that is my day off Monday. So so you picked up your child while you've been doing this interview. So did you give her like the shush sound, you know, as as you came to get her? Yes. Well, not as I came together. The problem was when I got into the car, she was talking to her older sister. So like I had to turn around and shush them at that point. Gotcha. And Clay, you're yeah. coaching, huh? Are the Ferrero's minutes a little higher than the other girls? <laughs> Keep it fair. No, Clay. it's the no. I go the other way. I go the <laughs> other like when when all the kids are acting up, I yell at my kid, just so like they they get you know what I mean. Like that's how you that's how you have to get it, get it across. Uh, by the way, though, we are we call ourselves the Bulldogs. We embody everything about Heat culture, including the fact that we can't shoot. <laughs> Now, how did you become friends with the uh, hot dog top dog? Uh, for those who were listening on, was it Friday, Solana? I think Thursday. Thursday, we had a uh, the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council on the show because we were talking about eating footlong hot dogs at a baseball game. It's a very look-at-me, Louie thing, the guy that orders the, the footlong hot dog. Just get two <laughs> hot dogs if you're that hungry, okay? You don't need to be walking around with the footlong hot dog. Just Eric get Mintenhall. Eric Mintenhall. Mintenthal. Mintenthal. Eric Menthols. And so we bring this guy on just randomly. He's the, the president of the Hot Dog and Sausage Council, and turns out that Clay and he are friends. They were... They were uh, reporters together in Idaho or something. How, how did this transpire? So uh, we were interns together in uh, back in 2000. I was a junior in college and he was 
the funny thing is he was in medical school at uh, uh, EVMS uh, in, in Virginia Beach. And so he was simultaneously uh, in medical school, but basically quitting medical school to become a television reporter. And so he has gone from medical school to now pushing people to eat hot dogs. Like, how how does that happen where you're like training to save people's lives and then you're telling them to go clog their arteries? Follow the money. Like, I, I don't know what. Follow the money. Well, and this, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also uh, something about Eric. I don't know if he mentioned this. He liked to call himself the comic intern, even though nobody else thought he was funny. <laughs> you would tell jokes and we just look at him. I, I have, no, no, I have no tolerance for the unfunny person who thinks they're funny. I have no <laughs> tolerance. And, no. and you have to be unfunny to nickname yourself the comic intern or whatever. You nickname Thank yourself. you. Thank you. That's what I told him. That's what I, I said. This doesn't work. You can't give yourself that nickname if you're giving yourself that right, nickname. You earned it's because that nobody nickname. else. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that was that. And then uh, he actually did help me get my uh, my second job up in Idaho. My first job was in San Angelo. And he he actually went to the competing news director across the street and said, "Hey, uh, you know, I know you're a competitor, but uh, I like this guy, and you should hire him." And um, against his better judgment, he did it. How was Idaho? Hmm. Cold. Yeah, cold. Is there it much was, to do? Uh, much so, to do in Idaho? If you like outdoor stuff, um, you know the thing that was weird about Idaho was well, a few things, but um, it was I would say one month out of the year it was just beautiful. Two months out of the year it was oppressively hot, like you're talking over a hundred degrees. And then the other nine months out of the year, there was potential for snow every night. Hmm. So it was hmm. like if you didn't mind that sort of cold and and all that, then you could, you know, you didn't have to drive too far to find good skiing and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it wasn't uh, – basically, I, uh, I prayed to the good Lord to make me warm, and, and thankfully he got me a job in Florida. Yeah, what a uh, small world that that guy was friends with Clay. Crazy. Wild. All right, Clay Ferrero from Local 10. Thank you as always, Clay. We love you. All right, fellas. Love you. Take care. Go be a good dad. Um, in the next segment, I've got Vic Fangio news. And we're going to give away a pair of heat tickets. Oh. How about that? You're going to get a pair, maybe, a pair of heat tickets just by listening in the next segment. Hmm? Easy. Easy peasy. Easy as pie. Easy as pie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a joke. Why was the chicken mad? Why was the chicken mad? Because... Because. Is it more like, because? Like, it, 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 you need more chicken in there. Because. But you're, there's very little chicken in there. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, it's, it's significantly lacking chicken. <laughs> oh, boy. Anywho. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is milk liquid cow? Hawk and Crowder couple things. Going to give away heat tickets here in a second, so don't go anywhere on that. We also have another great contest going on. We're giving away a, uh, a dual number custom jersey signed by Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. And uh, there's also a meet and greet with the Marks Brothers. So it's at Sinbad Sports in the shops of Pembroke Gardens. It's this Saturday from noon till 2. You can get all the uh, info at sinbadsports.com. But we have a dual number jersey 
from Duper and Clayton, signed. And if you want to win it, just text the word Duper, D-U-P-E-R, text the name, I should say, Duper, to 20357. It's that simple. You text Duper to mm-hmm. 20357, and then you're entered in the contest, and we'll pick the winner on Thursday or Friday. And if you win, uh, you can go to Sinbad Sports on Saturday, pick up the autographed jersey, and meet Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. <laughs> that's so, awesome. That's really cool. So text the name Duper, D-U-P-E-R, to 20357. Here's the latest on Vic Fangio to the Dolphins. And this is from Mike Florio at ProFootballTalk.com. In the red corner, a flurry of reports that Vic Fangio will become the next defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. In the blue corner, Fangio himself has repeatedly said it's not a done deal yet. While it's entirely possible that Fangio will sign the contract and become the next defensive coordinator of the Dolphins, no deal is done until it's done. We learned this, or at least we should have, five years ago when Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels was supposed to become the next head coach of the Colts until he didn't. On Sunday, Fangio told both Mike Kliss of Nine News and Mike Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle that the deal is not done. Silver posted earlier today that Fangio said Sunday night nothing has been decided on my end. Silver also pointed out that there is a huge amount of mutual respect between Kyle Shanahan and Fangio. Fangio served as 49ers defensive coordinator in the past under Jim Harbaugh, and it looks as if the 49ers will have a vacancy at that position soon. Bottom line, this isn't a battle between reporters who are pushing conflicting information from unnamed sources. Fangio himself is saying the deal isn't done. It would be seventh-level stupid to ignore the words from his own mouth. That's Mike Florio's take yeah. on the entire situation. So, yeah, And it's not that there it won't go. happen. It just hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. And apparently he's telling people it's not a done deal yet. Doesn't yeah. mean that it won't be. He's saying it's not a done deal yet. He's still shopping the market and I'm comparing it to prom, asking it out on a prom day. I'm out. assuming that he's the next defensive coordinator. I'm just telling you. That's how I feel. All right. We have a pair of heat tickets. We give away a pair of heat defense tickets. Set already. <laughs> uh, listen, that Dolphins defense is nothing to sneeze at. No, the 49ers number one in the league. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see the Heat and the Rockets at Miami Dade Arena on Friday, February 10th. What caller number do you want to take for these tickets, Solana? I don't know. Crowder, what are you feeling? The number's Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm is number... Got to check my MLB The Show (laughs) post. They're not showing his number there. Number two. Is he wearing number two? Number two. Are you just saying that because you want you don't want to answer a lot of calls? No, I I'd, I'd welcome a hundred calls right. if well, you wanted to go that way. I don't think anyone wears number a hundred. <laughs> that would be shocking. All right, caller number two, 305-567-0560. 305-567-0560. Caller number two gets a pair of tickets to see the Heat and the Rockets, Miami Dade Arena, Friday, February tenth, for no other reason than we love you. How about that? This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Come on! <laughs> Hawk and Crowder.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.